1: welcome everyone to another episode of Leverage Masters. I am your co-host Gina Gaudio-Graves and along with my partner and co-host Jack Humphrey, we are the co-founders of TheLeveragists.com and Divizio.com, the all-new affiliate network for companies doing good. Jack, I am so excited about our guest today and I'm sure you must be as well.
0: Yes, we have Jason Myers and Andrea Miller Adams, and it was kind of a quick last-minute thing, so I did the best I could. I want to give a little bit of a bio on each that I could scrub up, and then we're going to get in with these guys and just hit it. And Gina, I'll let you start out, because this was all your idea, so you know what's going on. (laughs) Uh, We have Jason Myers, who's a successful businessman, uh, entrepreneur, and lifestyle mentor, he, is, he has a passion for the finer things in life, and it's only eclipsed by his passion to help others achieve their own definition of the ideal lifestyle. And we have Andrea Miller Adams, who's a leading authority in making publishing and publicity profitable. Good alliteration. Uh, that, was an all, that was an accident, too. <laughs> She's a PR, sponsorship consultant, a business publicity, publishing, and marketing consultant as well, an international publicist, and keynote speaker and influencer. So you two? Jason, Andrea, welcome to Leverage Masters. It's great to be here.
2: And we
1: should also mention that Jason is president of Guerrilla Marketing, and that Andrea and Jason are working together right here on Guerrilla Marketing's next event that's just right around the corner on May third through the fifth. Jason, is that that's all right, right?
3: Yeah, I'm the chairman of Guerrilla Marketing uh, Global, and we are holding the annual gathering of everybody that loves marketing, so guerrilla marketers and people that want to become more effective marketers. It's in Orlando, May 3rd, 4th, and 5th.
1: Well, I definitely have to go get myself a ticket to that event. You want to tell everybody else how they can join us there?
3: Yeah, the easiest way to uh, join us at the summit is to visit – our sign-up page, which is at go.gmarketing.com, so the letter G-O, period, the letter G, marketing.com.
1: Fantastic. And, you know, I would be remiss in having you as a guest on Leverage Master's without having you explain what guerrilla marketing is and how it really does help get more leverage in people's businesses.
3: Absolutely. So Jay Conrad Levinson wrote the very first guerrilla marketing book back in 1984. And Jay had a very uh, storied career in big money advertising, the big agency Business. And he retired from that and started teaching uh, college at the University of California, Berkeley. And he was teaching marketing. And what became very apparent is that a lot of those students were budding entrepreneurs, and they didn't have uh, deep pockets. And so a lot of the things that he was teaching from the curriculum were really geared towards the mega businesses, you know, the Fortune 500 style uh, businesses that that Jay had done so much great work for, you know, he he and his team created a lot of the iconic things that we all uh, know and love over the years, like the Jolly Green Giant, the Sears Die Hard Battery, the Helping Hands of Allstate, and so many other uh, amazing brands um, that they were pushing back on him in class and saying, yeah, that's great if you have, infinite money, but what should we do uh, to get our businesses started? And so he went out and did a bunch of research and found that there was really nothing that addressed that in the marketplace. So he wrote the first book called it Guerrilla Marketing. It became a runaway bestseller hit all over the globe and went on to publish over 50 books in over 60 languages around the world and created something of a um, a cult following of entrepreneurs and marketers who value effective marketing over marketing just to spend money.
1: Great story. Thank you so much for sharing. And when people join you at the annual summit in Orlando in May, what they're really going to learn more about is guerrilla marketing and how they can apply it in their own businesses, right?
3: Yeah, so one of the big misconceptions that exist as I travel the world and I mention guerrilla marketing and my interactions is that people think that it is a specific tactic in marketing what they miss is that if they've read the book, they would know that actually what guerrilla marketing is, is it's based on a premise of thinking and acting as a guerrilla. And it has its origins from guerrilla warfare, where these small groups of guerrilla um, Militia would take on the big state sponsored armies by using creative, unconventional, and out of the box methods and tactics. And that's what guerrilla marketing is about, is it's about looking at the challenge of attracting more customers to your business as being an exercise in creativity, an exercise in sweat equity, an exercise in being unconventional and out of the box. And most importantly, and the part people get really wrong, is that guerrillas have a keen focus on the profitability of the things that they do from a marketing perspective. So at the summit, what we're going Going to be doing is covering everything from organic social media. How do you build a, a follower base of, of a million people without spending any hard dollars? How do you um, approach direct mail in an unconventional way? Because direct mail, like old snail mail, is actually working better today than it did 10 years ago. Um, but there are the right and the wrong ways to do it, and gorillas know the effective way. And so we're going to be sharing that. Email marketing, list building, uh, e-commerce, video marketing literally every facet of marketing you can think of, we're covering at the Summit, and we're doing it all in an unconventional, out-of-the-box way that people can implement today.
1: I love it. And Andrea will be joining you at the Summit as well. <clears throat> She's helping with sponsorships for the Summit, if I'm not mistaken. Andrea, you want to touch on what you're doing with the Summit?
2: Oh, well, yeah. Um, with guerrilla marketing, it it's it such a avenue for so many people, uh, whether they're a small business, an inspiring business, a medium business, or even a big business. It really applies to anyone that really wants to figure out how I can get myself showcased out in front of the world in such a way that I am seen. I show my authority and my credibility and my wow. And that's why we're so encouraging for people to come to Guerrilla Marketing and, and see all this wonderful information that's been gathered from so many different speakers. And one of the great ways of doing that to step up and be a part of guerrilla marketing and be a partner. And so um, one of the things that we would love for people to do is know that that's another unconventional way that a lot of people don't realize. A lot of times when people hear sponsorship, you know, they they automatically think of huge brands like, you know, the NFL $30 million commercials. And while we would love to have someone sponsor guerrilla marketing at that level, there are levels at all different price points for people to come in and partner and to, have their voice, their message, their branding connected to guerrilla marketing so that they can get out in front of not only the people that are in the audience, but the people who are exposed to all the social media and the press releases and all the other information about this specific summit.
1: Well, we're going to come back to you in the second half of the show to talk a little bit more about all the various ways that you help businesses to get more leverage in their business. this first half hour I want to focus specifically on talking more to Jason and I'll let Jack jump in here so that he can really help Jason help our listeners find out even more about the different ways that Jason and guerrilla marketing help them get more leverage in their business. Take it away, Jack.
0: Well, first we should pause and have some fun. Uh, and and just talk about, you know, just kind of break this all up with just some of your favorite guerrilla marketing tactics, and you can pick email, you can pick offline, online, whatever you want to do, but I know that you're just loaded with stories, uh, you know, inspiration from Jay and, uh, and onward, <laughs> and stuff that people are doing now. But just throw out some really fun, really cool, very powerful leverage stuff that, you've seen people do that you guys are doing just to promote your event or or anything that you would like. Let's have some fun.
3: Sure. So there are literally zillions of stories. You can imagine with over 50 books published, uh, those are chock full of stories, examples, uh, case studies, and things like that. Um, You know, when you think about leverage, So one of the things that is probably near and dear to uh, you all's hearts is uh, the idea of joint ventures. And Jay was always a tad ahead of his time. Uh, And one of the things that that he brought into the the terminology with gorillas a long, long time ago, more than 10 years ago – about 15 years ago was this idea of memes and memes have kind of had taken over the internet, Um, but businesses can use and create memes to create some viral brand association for themselves. And it's interesting. Memes don't always have to be just an image that's shared around social. Memes can literally be um, uh, just a concept Uh, just a a color. A meme can be many different things. And if you start thinking about this idea of, of joint ventures, one of the things that he introduced was the concept of fusion marketing. And the idea with fusion marketing is that you fuse your efforts with the efforts of others, and you help each other propel your businesses forward. You know, I was at the car wash the other day, And the people at the car wash, the clerk has no idea who I am, right? The the people in front of me have no idea who I am. And the the, the lady in front of me is talking to the clerk trying to get a discount. The gentleman walks up behind her, and I figure out that they're actually a couple – And the gentleman walks up behind her and then starts addressing the clerk and starts asking if they would be willing to distribute flyers for their business in exchange for them taking flyers for the car wash with coupons or what have you. And it quickly turned into a conversation. I don't know. You need to talk to the manager. And then they they go and get the manager, and the manager starts talking. He's like, I don't know. Maybe I would be willing to do something like that. And before you know it, they had struck up a deal to enter into a joint venture relationship to co-market or fusion market each other's businesses to drive traffic from the interior design store to the car wash and from the car wash to the interior design store. And I think people miss out on opportunities like that every single day. If you just think about your day and the motions that you go through and the places that you frequent, the places that you, um, you know, do trading at, there are plenty of opportunities to just ask that simple, innocent question hey, do you, do you mind if I take some of your brochures and put them at my business to promote you? And, of course, they're going to say yes. And then you say, well, do you mind if you distribute some of mine? I've got them right here. <laughs> you had the, your collateral material, you know, your printed materials or what have you. I think that yeah. is something people overlook all the time. And it's a form of joint venture, but it's a very guerrilla marketing thing, which is it does not cost any real money, a few pennies, right, for these materials. Uh, But they have the opportunity to benefit from someone else's customer base, someone else's traffic
0: flow. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. What's the difference between a person who just walks up to the counter, they happen to be an entrepreneur, and they simply pay for their car wash without thinking even for a second about the opportunity that those two – Uh, thought of. I mean, like, it's really weird. It's like we slip in and out of, um, you know, society and its rules, business and its rules. And we're like, well, I'm playing by the rules. I'm not really thinking about my business because I'm washing my car. And all of a sudden, somebody steps up and is always in a guerrilla mindset. How do you try, how do you convey to people how to have an ongoing guerrilla mindset just to always be looking for leverage and always be looking outside the norm of what everybody else is doing, expected to do. Because that's what's always struck me about guerrilla marketers is that they're always, always, always thinking outside, I hate to say this, let's just say outside the lines, <laughs> so we don't have to say the dreaded phrase. But they're always thinking. They're always, always thinking. And I see a lot of other business people, most other people in business, they just fly by opportunities constantly, and they 're not thinking like that, or they used to maybe they read one of jay 's books, but they fell out, they slipped out of that gorilla mindset. How do you help people with that
3: yeah, so there there are a couple different things I think honing your mindset around approaching life as a gorilla um, is really what the journey is all about, and then the marketing opportunities materialize and present themselves to you they say that invention you know uh, the the mother is the mother of necessity right this idea that if there's a need you'll invent something to solve the need and um, I was watching the other day at a a coffee shop it's one of those independent coffee shops where you know they make really good coffee but they're not the big corporate conglomerate Uh, but they have several locations around town and and the customer was complaining that the coffee was hot. And the clerk said, well, we used to have those, those fancy wrappers, but we, uh, it, rather than raising our prices on the coffee, we chose to get rid of the wrappers. And somebody chimed in and said, can I speak to your manager? I would like to buy wrappers for your business. And the clerk was like, what? (laughs) And so, um, you know, the the conversation started, and and I didn't get to hear all of it, but the gist of it was a business owner saw an opportunity to provide a solution to a problem and get the message out about their business. What were they going to do? They were going to create – a branded wrapper and they were going to provide them at no charge to the coffee shop. And what were they going to do? Pass out thousands of these advertisements for that guy's business. And all he had to do is buy a paper coffee cup wrapper, you know, get those printed. And if he was smart, he would have then went to his local printer and he would have said, Hey, I've got this great opportunity to provide these wrappers for the coffee shop, uh, chain that's in town. How about we we cooperate on this and you put your logo on there and I put my logo on there and you cut me a discount or, you know, maybe even donate them. And that's how a gorilla takes yeah. a need and invents a solution for it and creates that unusual out-of-the-box uh, opportunity for them to get their their business more exposure. Um, and so one of the things that we do to answer your question is we have a daily quote uh, email that people can sign up for at the website, which is gmarketing.com. And every day we send them a quote from one of the books, which reminds them of a little snippet of how they could be more gorilla today. And putting that nice. into action – creates a habit, right? And then the more you do that, the more ingrained and instilled it is in you.
0: Yeah. You know, when you're telling that story, that's a that's a great service. So everybody go check out gmarketing.com because that's just a no-brainer. That helps you uh, kind of condition yourself, absolutely, any kind of reminders that you can set up. But when you were talking about, uh, you know, I, was, I got a little excited when I heard you start to talk about, oh, he's going to buy the wrappers. Yeah, that's what he's going to do. But then I forgot. I forgot my guerrilla-ness and my, you know, uh, not keeping up. And you know, uh, and then I got really excited, little tingly, when you started talking about yeah, 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 because you want to get the printer to in on this. And then I think that's right about where Gina starts to actually get excited about stuff like this, uh, because yeah,
3: and, then, and <laughs> she. And, and then what I would have done is I would have taken it a step further and i would have said there's a business opportunity here and i would have said you know what you could do is print two runs of this one that focuses on your business but then you could actually sell ad space you could put three <laughs> people's logos and contact information or four on a wrapper and so why not sell a run of a of you know 10,000 wrappers
1: that's too funny. Yeah. Nick, and Very I was consistent. just gonna jump in when Jack said that's about where Gina starts to get excited and say exactly that what you just said. That's too funny. Keep going.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well the yeah, the first one is a is a lowercase yeah, G gorilla. The second one is a capital G gorilla where you, you go to the printer and you work out a deal to get your costs down to nothing or lower. And then it's all caps gorilla. Uh, starting a business out of that and selling the advertising on the thing. So and, and it just Absolutely. keeps going. I mean, and, I bet then, if we all it, spent a little time on that, we'd be coming up with like 20 other ideas just from this one example.
3: Yeah. And if you think about it, right, we, I'm going to use the the car wash scenario as a, a kind of a backdrop to some other ideas, So one of the things that happens at the car wash is that um, they are placing those service, those paper service mats in the floorboard, right? Because when you get into the car, your feet are a little wet because they've dried the car and all that, and and they're trying to keep themselves from tracking uh, stuff into the car as well. Well, you could sponsor those, right? There's all these different things you can do, and so what I tell people to do is to literally look at every interaction you're having throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month, and what businesses are you interacting with, and how could you best collaborate and cooperate, and, and I'm a big believer in what's called coopetition, the idea that you're cooperating and competing, right? Um and so, this whole concept of fusion marketing in the guerrilla uh, nomenclature is this idea of we're going to find ways to collaborate, and we're all going to make money doing this. We're all going to get exposure for our business. And the ironic thing about this particular car wash that I'm uh, using as as the example is that they actually sell advertising space on the exterior wall of the building that's adjacent to the seating area where people wait outside for their car to be finished. So they've got all these uh, boards that are different businesses with contact information. So you'll have somebody that cleans pools and you'll have somebody that, you know, removes um, um, you know landscaping problems or, or varmints or whatever. And they'll have another one, you know, that's somebody that, that is a realtor, right, and things like that. And so they're already monetizing uh, what what would be considered dead space, right? These exterior walls that are rather ugly. Mm -hmm. Why not dress them up with advertising? So they're already thinking ahead and doing some stuff. They just weren't thinking of the reciprocation concept that the interior designer – Opposed uh, to them as a, as an idea, and they ended up doing it from what I could gather from the conversation because it just makes sense if you if you like your home to have some interior design, you probably keep your car pretty clean. Yeah, so it's great yeah. great customer match.
0: Well, I mean, you know, a lot of people talk about uh, books and how books are your calling card and books open doors. If you have a book, it's easier to get on a podcast, radio show, TV. I think probably the the, the gorilla probably thinks just having a business, period. Just being in business, having a card, and and uh, and being able to do this reciprocation thing. This just having a business opens doors for you professionally and personally and every other way to do things. And it's like uh It's like a nod and a wink. It's like maybe one way to help people remember it is like you're in a club. You're a very exclusive club as a business owner. Most people don't own businesses. And it comes with benefits like what you're discussing right now and a lot more. And I think that's a lot of the kinds of things that you guys talk about at events like the one coming up, right?
3: Absolutely. And and really go through – um great stories and, and case studies and examples and lessons learned of 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 executing things you know well and and not executing things so well and what did you learn from that mistake and stuff. And one of the things that we're doing which we're really excited about, it's the second year that we've had our guerrilla talks. And so the guerrilla talks are short format impactful talks by people who um, have practiced guerrilla something in their life. So it's everything from inspiration to perspiration to all of the marketing uh, strategies and tactics and things like that. So we'll have somebody that'll stand up and for 12 minutes they'll talk about how they just absolutely... Crushed it because what they did was um, this one guerrilla tactic for their business, and it, and it created a turning point for them. And then somebody else will get up and do their guerrilla talk, and it will be about how they used a guerrilla mindset to be a better uh, parent you know, thinking outside of the box and unconventionally to stretch their budget or whatever it is. And, um, those are very, very powerful. Last year we got rave reviews and we've got tons of them lined up this time. And what's great about that is it, it creates a different vibe to an event than just having a bunch of speakers presenting for, you know, an hour or 75 minutes, those kinds of things. Um, it really creates more of a dynamic process.
0: Well, and you know, it's this is always stated when events are coming up, uh, the value of getting out of your bubble. <laughs> and you oh, know, a bubble yeah. can get really, you know, claustrophobic, and your ideas aren't really flowing, and you just need something to do a pattern interruption on yourself. All marketers know what pattern interruptions are, but we hardly ever consciously perform them on ourselves. And I always right. have looked at get-togethers like yours. It, as a the the ultimate uh pattern interruption, and get out and just learn from these stories and all the people that are uh really killing it out there
3: yeah, a couple of my thoughts on that are that people uh sometimes tend to say, "Hey, I'm busy, I can't make time to do that or i'm I'm in a rhythm. Things are going well. I don't need any input or help. I just need to keep doing what I'm doing. And what I like to say is that if you're in a rhythm, anybody who knows old school final records knows that the rhythm is buried in the bottom of a rut. So if you're in a rhythm, you're actually in a rut. <laughs> and so so, nice. so you need something to kind of, you know, get you out of that rut. Um, and an event is good for that. And really it's a cliche nowadays, I think, but it's so true, which is that all you need is one idea. All you need is a little, uh, you know, inspired moment to go, aha. And that can be a pivot point for your business. And I have found that the secret to scaling your business is having those ahas and those pivot points. And so getting around like-minded people, and you talked about uh, business ownership as a club one of the things that I know uh, people struggle with is the fact that being an entrepreneur is one of the loneliest professions because the only people that understand this are other entrepreneurs. We, you know, We go to the, to the Thanksgiving table, and, and we're sitting around with family, and they all have jobs or they're retired or whatever, and they, they're not entrepreneurs. They don't understand what it's like and what you're going through and the, the pressure, the risk, the reward. Right. The the blood, the sweat, the tears, they don't understand that. And so the best way to find your people is to go to events like this where you're in an environment of people that get it and you can bring up a challenge you have. And there will be people there that have already had that challenge and they've already worked through that challenge. And they'll tell you how gorilla they worked through it and then you'll be inspired mm. and then you'll have that aha moment and then you get back to your business and you create that inflection point that pivot for yourself.
0: Yeah. Well, I Jason, remember I, I mean, know way you've got to
1: run. I know Jason
0: Oh gotta no, run. I got to have, have more time
1: to be with us. I'm sorry.
0: Boo. So let's Boo, I us do I do I, I got to
3: run. You. I've got a uh, an overlap here on my schedule, but um, I'd love to come back and and share more guerrilla stories with you when the schedule works out.
1: We will definitely get you on our schedule for a full hour, Jason. You've got so much to share. And in the meantime, folks can join us at go.gmarketing.com, May 3rd through the 5th in Orlando for the upcoming Guerrilla Marketing Summit. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank
3: you.
2: All right, Thank you're you. good hands with Andrea. Bye. <laughs> all right. And I'm well, all, all right, Andrea. Andrea. I bet
1: you've got some good guerrilla marketing stories yourself, don't you, girlfriend?
2: Well, you know, what's really funny is um, before I even realized what guerrilla marketing was, I found out that I was doing guerrilla marketing in my whole life, which was really funny. When I first um, started uh, – well, I I got a lot of publicity for myself. Uh, I have I own a relationship and dating business as well, and um, so like in 1999, I was doing things like getting on 2020, and you know this is pre-internet where like we barely had an AOL. Doo, 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 you got mail, you know, and I'm getting on these you know television shows and getting this coverage. So it wasn't until, you know, tr- you know, uh into uh the late 2000s here early 2000s which would be it seems late now. Um that I started realizing how um, other people were coming to me begging for it. Like, how do you do all this marketing? How do you get, the, get on all these radio and television shows that um, they started teasing me and they called me the red marketing assassin because I wear red all the time. And uh, then when I met um, Jeannie Levinson and uh, met Jason Myers and, and learned about Guerrilla, I realized I had heard about Guerrilla marketing before but never really understood the concept of what it was. I hadn't studied it. But it seemed to come to me naturally. So imagine my joy to meet Jason and Jeannie and and this whole community of people. When he talks about how entrepreneurs are very solopreneurs until they meet other entrepreneurs, I was like, these are my people. Because <laughs> they yeah. totally got it. <laughs> yeah, Walking into a room and finding an out you're with
0: your people. Yeah, it's, gotta it's got to be a big deal. got to have deal. Andrea
2: share her
1: background a little bit and tell us a little bit more about how she got started on her path to what she's doing today. It's a great story, Andrea.
2: Oh, well, thank you. Okay, well, I will. <laughs> Andrea, do it. <laughs> It, it started with um i I was an only child lonely child, and I knew the only way to go and be with other people and other kids because we didn't live where any children were was to be of service so I started being really active in service organizations and of course when you're in a service organization nobody wants to volunteer to be in charge, so I always would so that gave me a lot of opportunities to in leadership positions and, of course, everything you do, whether it's sell Girl Scout cookies. Uh, by the way, we sold enough cookies and subs. We also went into the food industry for Girl Scouts uh, to go to Europe. I went to Europe with Girl Scouts. My mom and dad were the leaders and we went to um, uh, multiple different countries for 22 days. <laughs> so, you know, we learned guerrilla marketing wow. at an early age. But then I went into law enforcement so I could serve people. Ended up leaving law enforcement to study relationships, and uh, which is really funny because when you work with you know 73 men um, you tend to joke about sex and relationships a lot and that who knew that would have seeded me for my future (laughs) Um, nowadays (laughs) it's different (laughs) because I'm with all the um uh, her, sexual harassment laws and, and training. <laughs> it would be totally different nowadays. I'm sure they're not allowed to talk like we used to, but this was a, a very long time ago, and it was very welcome. We, we all got along great and very much enjoyed joking and teasing with each other. But I went back to school to study psychology, and I uh, wanted to help people not be in situations where they were in conflict and calling nine one one for domestic violence or ending up in jail over arguments and and not being able to find the love that they want and keep it. And I ended up finding out that I had this really great niche in sex and sexuality. Went to a conference, walked in. Oh, these were my other people, by the way. I walk in and I sit at a table at the American Association of Sex Educators, Counselors, and Therapists, along with a scientific study of sexuality. Society 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 and um, I sit at a table that sounds like a joke I sat with a psychiatrist a femme fatale porn producer a nun and a a family therapist and me (laughs) so and and it just cracked me up because I'm like how do we all sit together at the same table and talk about topics we talked about abstinence and sexuality and everybody was on the same page it was it was like the funnest thing ever and that's
0: At any time during this, did you all walk into a bar? Because that would have been funny.
2: (laughs) I know. That's what we always laughed about. Like, we should totally go to one right now so I can preface this later in my life. (laughs) (laughs) But what I learned is that – that I learned right then that everything in business has to do with relationships. And while it seems odd to some people that I would go from sexuality and and personal relationships to business relationships and guerrilla marketing and and, and sponsorship and all of that, how my career would go that way, um, this is kind of how it worked. It was all based on relationships. So after a really great, successful run, um, I was kind of getting bored with it and wanted something different. And I also, because we, when you talk about sex and, sex and sexuality at a high academic level, um, what I've noticed is there's, like, almost seems like a stunt of, of wealth knowledge. Like, so it's almost like you can't be wealthy and smart at the same time. It's like, because you, you have to follow the rules to, you know, I'm being higher – talking to higher academic levels here and I can only go within my tenure and, and I taught at college and I just felt very limited. Like I can only aspire Mm -hmm. to have this much income. So I stepped away from my, I still kept, kept the practice, but I just didn't push myself like I used to. Started checking out other publicity um, and what other people were doing for marketing and, um, I found this other community of people, like I said, that like Jason Myers and, and other people at other events and started becoming like an event junkie to take in all this fabulous knowledge on radio and television and marketing and creative marketing, and people begged me please, Andrea, help me. Help me write my book. Help me get funding. Help me do this. And I realized I have this really great knack at solving problems. And what I also learned is that over time, my clients I helped with dating and relationships, um, they were coming to me because they were high, powerful people, you know, judges, CEOs, you know, people of, Of prestige who were seeking me out for their personal situations were now calling me and asking me to come and speak at their corporate offices and talk about interpersonal relationships that were non-sexual that like how the factory workers could get along with the executive board people and the trustees and how different union people could talk to each other and not fight and it, it, it just ended up absolutely beautiful and so at the end of it it was all back to relationships i I'm, do, I was doing the same thing <laughs> just a little less talk about sex well, I,
0: <laughs> yeah you know i i'm i'm doing a profile on you as i'm listening and i'm like okay i'm going to put that in the proverbial notebook and i'm going to put that i'm going to put a pin in that and i want to bring this all back too i think you're a gorilla naturally like you say but everything that you described in your journey, and I love all the myriad twisting little journeys we all have to get where we are today, <laughs> and uh, hearing those stories is just remarkable. But it also, in this case, really, you know, kind of showcases your gorillaness, your ability to seek out leverage, and you left, like when you said you left because it was too confining, it was too, you know, it was like, oh, yeah, well, that's what a gorilla would say. They don't like those rules. In fact, they prosper in areas where there are no walls, no lines, no boxes, or when there are, they're always constantly looking outside the building that they're in to see if there's an opportunity out there instead of standing in this big, giant line on the inside. And that your whole story is guerrilla. Your whole story is about leverage. And I think probably the reason that people crave working with people like you is because you seem, because they don't know what you're doing, and they don't know they could do it too, That you know, a lot of it, you know, is that you don't just look at what's in front of you. You don't just look at the rules and go, well, within this confinement, we're going to have to come up with a solution. I think you're the type of person who goes, I see what you're having a problem with here, and I bet I can come up with a solution because I'm not going to just settle for what the rules are, for what everybody's convention or culture or – you know, politics or religion are, I'm going to look at every opportunity that I can see. And they're just like, they must think that you are some sort of a, you know, a guru type <laughs> crazy person, because they're like, you can't, I couldn't see that. Why couldn't I see that? It's amazing. You're a gorilla.
2: Thank you. Um I, one of the, my greatest compliments I ever received was from Joe Sugarman, who wrote the book Triggers, and he is one of the greatest copywriters and marketers in the world, and he very much uses guerrilla tactics himself and did. Throughout the 70s, he's the one who wrote the um, watch commercial ads that were in the back of the newspapers that were the advertorials, and he... Um, When I had a meeting with him, we went to lunch together to hang out, and he had told me – he was hearing all about the things that I've done and how I taught college in seven different departments and did all this crazy stuff. And he said, that's what makes you really, really awesome. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, because you're so diverse and your ability to think and how to put things together, that's why there are no boxes for you because you, you don't know the limit of a box because you're constantly looking outside of yourself on how things could be connected in the world that you're able to grasp a different concept of that and show it to other people.
0: Yeah. I've always marveled <laughs> at Gina. You know, she... She's always trying to get people's ideas uh, – like people will come to her with des- des- disparate uh, business models or disparate businesses or things that just don't seem to go together, and they're like, but I want to do both, and I want to – and she's like, "You can. Why don't you hook them all together? Or they'll say, I have two separate businesses. I'm losing my mind because I have to run two separate businesses or two separate product lines or whatever. And without fail, she she figures out the audience. She figures out uh, – You know, after about 30 or 40 minutes or an hour, all of a sudden this person has got one business, and the products are totally related in a way that they could never have figured out on their own. They were just like, I have to have two businesses. They weren't even thinking about how they could put them together. They just wanted to get their life more manageable with leverage tactics, which is like how we hook them, right? Leverage and saving time and things like that, and then we get into what their real problem is. How often do you do that when you're working with people, talking to people, problem and then you'll quickly realize that's just a symptom that's not really a problem and and then you start working with them on things they didn't even ask you initially to do. Or to help well, it.
2: that's one of the reasons I think I just adored Gina when I first um, had the opportunity to start talking to her and, and, and hearing how diverse she is and how she's constantly adding different things. You know, if you're going to talk about leverage on a teeter-totter, how she adds different weights to one side, creates a balance, and then tips it the other way on purpose to create some, something else more unusual, uh, that really, you know, like struck me as like, yes, This is this is the person that you know we want to connect with, and so then the opportunity to come on and bring you know Jason on as the chairman of Guerrilla Marketing, you know this man. So Jason Myers, let me tell you a little bit about him personally, because if I'm going to talk about admiring people like Gina, I definitely have to talk about. I was so proud to bring Jason on. (laughs) Uh, Jason, I know him on a personal level. We have been um, on a cruise together, um, me and him, and. Three hundred and forty nine of our closest friends. (laughs) So it's (laughs) it's a whole bunch of us we met on this internet marketers cruise. Uh, that we go on every year and you go out through the uh, you know Caribbean and you mastermind together and it's no selling and you just get to know each other and find out at what levels truly people can work together and you know Jason owns um, Cxo collective which is also another business where he's a really a serial entrepreneur and has such a great mind of wrapping his mind around things and being able to do it in such a a, a proficient way and he's so laid back and calm and fun. And, 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 and while he's very business like and takes care of his business, when you get him laugh, oh, laughing, he's the most gigglyest, funnest guy ever. And he's so down to <laughs> earth. And, you know, here's a gentleman who can have a private jet one day and the next day be with you, you know, in the trenches, in the mud, just like anybody else. I mean, he is so understanding at every level of business he's just brilliant so for him to come in and help step in to help Jeannie Levinson um, Jay's wife who he left behind when he passed Um, and Jeannie on on her husband's deathbed promised to continue the message of guerrilla marketing and then here she was just always the supportive wife she wasn't the even though she's very business savvy, she, she wasn't the leader in business. And so she, she was put into this position to have all these followers. Like I heard a story once that I, I don't know what country it was. um, Some middle Eastern country, they got off of the, off of the, uh, of the ship or the plane, I mean, and there was like 40,000 people, standing around doing a parade for them for guerrilla marketing. So they have a huge international following that a lot of people don't realize. So Jeannie didn't want to lose those – didn't want to not be there to help those people because she loved the impact that they have. She's very, very heart-centered. So, when Jason came in and said, "Hey, I see that you know you're struggling uh knowing how to run this really big company from a supporter leader you know supporting position to a leadership position, let me come in and help you um I mean it was just it but it was heart, and that's what I love about Guerrilla marketing is it's family and it's heart centered and that's what I love about Jason and Jeannie both uh, both of their friends and and as somebody who admires both of them.
0: Yeah, I remember going to an event not too long ago and uh, being struck by Jeannie sitting at the registration table and making it a point to hug literally every single person who registered for like, I don't know, it seemed like she was there for at least a couple of hours (laughs) as people were coming in. And I'm just like, oh, my God, that's. I don't think Jay ever hugged every single attendee in his play, in his event. So, so when you said heart-centered, I'm like, yeah, and that's probably what completed the two of them, you know, because she was just uh, she's just that way. I just love her. She's very – it, she, it changed everything for me. I was walking into an event, and then all of a sudden she took the ice off of everything, and I was like, oh, I'm walking among friends. And from that point oh. forward, I didn't feel like I was at a traditional event at all.
2: Well, and that's one of the cool things, you know, like with you know thinking about like how, what my role is and with a company like Guerrilla Marketing. So, like last year when they had the summit, um, I went just to support Jason and Jeannie. I went there, I took pictures, I hung out, I um, I ended up being invited to come on stage to participate in a couple different things and to share a, a tidbit here or there, and it was really just as a supportive opportunity and. Now, because guerrilla marketing is is relaunched and people are like, wait, they're still here, you know, and, and, and they never went away. They just are more visible now again. And then there's new people who would never heard of them. And that is, I, I find it quite fun to see millennials and start talking about it. And they're like, that sounds vaguely familiar, but they don't know why. And then we're able to bring them up to speed on it. But they're really excited about it, too, because you can now with technology add the guerrilla marketing the old school ways, traditional ways that still work really efficiently and add the new technology and then the twist you can do on guerrilla marketing with technology and old school, you have got a whole world to play in, and it's a lot of fun. And, um, and and that's what, you know, I want to encourage people to not only be an attendee, but to be a partner or to be a part of it. You know, to be an ex- think about this. <clears throat> okay, uh, um you, you too. You, you totally will get this. So help me with this. So as an exhibitor, so that means you get to come and, and put your wares out and tell people about what you do, what your products and services are. It is a $1,500 investment. Now, for some people, they think, oh, you know, what would my rate of return be on that? But think about that. You have an opportunity to meet people one-on-one and be very heart-centered with them, the people at the venue. And then they record it, and then that is shared from year to year, and you get mentioned. So, like, for example, I want to give love to two of the sponsors that I know are going to be there this year uh, and exhibitors. And Fusion Soft is going to be there. Now, how cool is it? Think about this as a guerrilla marketing tactic, um, both from our point of view from guerrilla marketing, but to the sponsor as well. They're trusting that as a sponsor that they're going to be given a lot of love from guerrilla marketing. Now... Jason and I get this opportunity to be on your guys' show, which you have over, over 10,000 listeners, you know, 10,000 downloads a month. I mean, I'm sure there's even more listeners than that, and, and it's so impressive. And Infusionsoft, which is a customer relationship management software, they now get mentioned as a bonus Within this conversation, we just increased their rate of return on their being an exhibitor for guerrilla marketing just based on word of mouth. And, and this is nothing that they signed up for. This is just bonus love. Uh, another one, one of the guys I reached out to and said, hey, are, um, are you, you know going to see you here in a couple of weeks? I wanted to know his name is Mike Lewis, him and his beautiful wife. She's has beautiful bright red hair. Um, They have a Branded Experts Publishing, and they are absolutely an amazing couple. And so when you think about all these people who are going to be there and do these wonderful things, so like um, Branded Expert Publishing, um, I said, I put an S in that, it's Branded Expert Publishing. They um, help people um, publish their books and get their voices out there and to do great things. And they've published I think it's been hundreds of books. I forget how many. And they're everywhere. Everything I go to, I'm going to see uh, uh, Mike and his wife, Carolyn. I'm, I'm going I'm to see them everywhere I go. It's so hysterical. And that's what's really awesome is you get to have extra perks added into your life when you are part of a family or something like this. The, the opportunity to get an increase of value is so much stronger than, like, radio or television or, um, you know, an ad in the paper or a billboard,
0: yeah, right. I mean, you know, everybody understands and, and has heard the, you know, personal recommendations are the the number one thing. <laughs> you know, I remember getting, you know, when you get referrals and things, you have this great big um, funnel. You have all this sales copy, some videos, a big uh, social network of channels and everything else. That's for all the people who don't know you, and that has to be there so that they can get to know you and you can build a relationship with them. But referrals or word of mouth, I've had people call me and go, hey, I know everything. I just need to know what your rate would be for this. Or I just need to know a little bit more about whether you can help me with this specific problem. They cut through all the stuff. And it's not like the person who referred them went through all that stuff and said, well, here's – and did a full presentation. And I love those things. In fact, I got to a point where I was getting more of those than anything else because I started to nurture that part of my business a lot more And I just love the ease. It's like, holy crap. I mean, I know I'm glad I have a funnel. I'm glad I have all these other leverage tools and everything. But it sure is sweet to just get a client or get new business or whatever through word of mouth, through referrals and things like that. I I consider guerrilla marketing part really smart marketing, just a really smart thing to do, and part sport because I would do it anyway because I just – Thrive more on it. It's not just about getting new clients or selling products or whatever. There has to be something in it for people like me more beyond that. And it's the thrill of being able to make things happen with leverage and with guerrilla tactics. And I just love that. I would do it regardless because it, it gets me something more than just success or money or whatever growing a business uh, would get me, which I get quite bored with if I don't have some sort of spice in it. It doesn't matter how much money it makes either. I still get bored if that's all there is. I'm a weirdo.
1: But what Andrea was just <laughs> talking about, Jack, is how being a sponsor is actually a form of leverage for a business. It's more than just the direct return you're going to get from being at a specific event as a sponsor because of all the things that you show up on, like this show. I think that was a Awesome leverage example, and right.
2: Oh yeah, I love it, and I love his idea of adding the spice to it because that's that's how we increase the spice. If you're a person who you know is tired of the status quo, and 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 he definitely was correct when he said that uh, rules rules what <laughs> I I'm, I'm always looking for loopholes, <laughs> and and yeah. and I think that's what makes me successful is i'm thinking well that's great i rules are there to protect people i get that and in protecting us sometimes they limit us as well so how can we still be unlimited and be respectful of rules so i I am respectful of rules and if they're there to protect i do get that but at the same time how can i excel despite them and, and to incorporate them and take them to a better level. You know, and another piece of that with when you think about sponsorship and guerrilla marketing is a lot of times people don't realize what assets they really have as a business. You as a business, when you want to uh, be attached to another business, another speaker, another show, like for your guys' show, for people to want to be attached to all of your listeners multiple times, what a hunky-dory way to to do that, but to be your sponsor. That would be fantastic because they'd get mentioned all the time. They'd get mentioned with love because they are appreciated and being appreciated. And then there's these tangible and intangible assets. So a tangible asset might be you have a a book or a product or a service or a, a weight loss something or whatever it could be, but the intangible is the connection and relationship trust and authority and credibility that's given by people knowing who you are, and, you, and again, you don't get that personal recommendation and referral from your traditional advertising, but when you're a sponsor, you get that. You get that love, and you get that inclusion, and it's very much – when I first heard of the concept of pay-to-play, I thought, this is nuts. i got to buy my friends, but I realized I wasn't buying <laughs> my friends. <laughs> I wasn't buying the friendship. I was buying the opportunity to get in the inner circle or the top notch of people because then we were, I was working directly with them. So as an attendee, you'll get love and you'll get paid attention to and you'll get, you know, you'll get acknowledged. But as an exhibitor or as a sponsor, you're at a higher level where you know, Jason and the other higher players are going to acknowledge you for you stepping up to be attached to them and that respect level of understanding where you're at gets noticed and then you start getting seen out in the world and it was one of the smartest things I ever did I have invested so much money and time uh, to that because it is like the best thing I ever could have done uh,
1: yeah. and, the event and that Jack was referring to when he got, when he and I both got to meet Jeannie firsthand at that event, I we were there because one of my clients was an exhibitor at that event, and I will tell you, having worked the booth with him at that event, every month that has gone by, and this is two and a half years ago, I still have people that say to me, "Oh wow, I saw you at Gorilla Marketing." when you were there with so-and-so and and what's going on with him and what's going on with the product and whatnot. Not a month has gone by in over two and a half years. So it's much bigger than just what happens at the event when you're a sponsor. Very much so.
2: I'm so glad to hear you say that because (laughs) I have a lot of times people will say that social media, they're like, oh, social media doesn't do anything for you. And I said, it is a slow race. It is not an overnight win. It is a relationship. And, and that's where I always talk about dating and sexuality again. You don't give somebody your business card and expect to close a deal that night. That would be considered a one-night stand. That's not what people are looking for. You exchange business cards or you exchange contact information, and then you keep reaching out. You date each other maybe over weeks, over months, over years, maybe just over Um, you know all the different social media sites I just had a woman contact me nine years ago she met me I I didn't even I don't recall I didn't I guess she met me in a group because I was speaking and I didn't get to like meter meter. So she remembered me because I was speaking. And, 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 and that happens, you know, when you have 500 people in an audience that are hearing you speak, they remember you more than you might remember all of them. And she called me and she wants to hire me to help her do these wonderful events all over the world in real estate, very high, high, high end level date marketing and sponsorship and events. And it was after nine years of following me, that she finally reached out. I could not have expected that to happen. And had I not been consistent and persistent, but about being authentic online and showing who I am and what I do, did she have the finally achieve that trust in me to reach out to me to work with me. And that's what other opportunities do is every time you're guerrilla marketing, it's a drip drip, drip on somebody else's head who's looking at you and says, gosh, I want that person. I don't know. I don't know. And then they see you again or they hear about you again. And then with guerrilla marketing, if you get involved in, and are part of one of the books or do a book by yourself um, are you know, are attached to the marketing and branding and get on the website and get on the tape summits or do a guerrilla marketing type TED talk, all of a sudden you become visible and seen in ways that you never expected before and it just builds just like what Gina was saying it's so exciting it really is
1: before we run out of time if someone is interested in being an exhibitor or sponsor at the upcoming event how do they get in touch with you
2: um they can reach out to me it's uh, my name is Andrea Adams Miller so it's um uh, so you can just reach Andrea A-N-D-R-E-A spelled like Andrea at TheRedCarpetConnection.com, red So Andrea at the red and if for some reason you can't remember that, um, you can just look uh, <laughs> you can probably just Google um, the red carpet connection and find me. Or you can reach out to Gorilla Marketing and that's gmarketing dot com and say, Hey, I want to talk to the lady in red. Remember I wear red all the time. It stands for relevance, enthusiasm, and delivery. If you hit all three, you hit your target market every time is what I say. So uh, yeah, but we would love I and mean, they can call me, four one nine. Seven two two six nine three one, four one nine seven two two six nine three one, and I'll tell you guys what. While while I was saying all of that, is really funny. I had seven phone calls from people calling me that are clients of mine who are probably wanted to follow up because I either executive produce for them or get them on radio or television or or get sponsorship for them. So it's a really they they're. they're They probably didn't realize we had this last-minute radio show, and they're probably wanting to know what else we can do fun and creative. And so how exciting to say that, hey, I should uh, talk about you guys on this show too.
1: (laughs) And we definitely need to have you back for a full hour as well, Andrea, because I know for a fact that our listeners don't realize all the different ways that sponsorships can add leverage in their business. You and I could talk about that for probably a good eight hours straight without any challenges. Let's do it.
2: <laughs> Let's well, do I will
1: be talking to you later today, and we will be talking to everyone who's listening next week, same time, same place. Thank you so much, Andrea, and thank you, Jason, for being here. Jack and I will be back next week. Have a great week, everybody. Bye.